Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 41, Laughing at the Tao. Here begins what Lin Yutang refers to as Book 5 of the Tao Te Ching, The Conduct of Life, in his book, The Wisdom of Lao Tzu. And the verse. When those of the highest order of learning hear the way declared, they follow it with zeal. When those of the second order of learning have heard the way declared, they now follow it, now lose it. When those of the lowest order of learning have heard the way declared, they laugh at it. If they did not laugh at it, it would not deserve to be called the way. Therefore, those of old said, those who have the understanding of the way seem hidden in darkness. Those who have gone far along the way seem backward. Those who have ascended the way seem of low estate. The person of high virtue is like the valley. The person of perfect purity is as though despised. The person of infinite worth seems full of weakness. The person of true virtue appears inert. The person who is simple and true seems low and degraded. It is a square so great that its corners cannot be seen. It is a vessel so great that it seems uncompleted. It is a voice so great that its sound is imperceptible. It is an image so great that its shape is not perceived. The way is hidden so that none can name it. It lends its aid and leads all beings to perfection. 
That's verse 41 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Charles Johnston. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one talks about everyone belonging to the Tao. And part two talks about the characteristics of the Tao and others. And part three goes over, once again, the greatest paradox. Okay, so this is a pretty meaty verse, right? Because it's got like, you know, a lot of stuff in it. Um, but I feel like when we break it down to those three categories, it's a little simpler. So the first part basically breaks down people at different levels or like different levels of receptivity to the Tao. And so there's those that are all in, there's those that are, that are kind of like, Oh yeah, I like this message right now, but later maybe it doesn't really apply. Um, and then there's the other order, which is like, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And Lao Tzu is saying that we're all Tao. So like if, if there weren't people that didn't want to hear the message, it wouldn't be Tao, right? Because remember, we're talking about the Tao being like sort of like this magnet, you know, with a North Pole and a South Pole at the same time. Like you can't have a magnet with only a North Pole. You have to have them both in order for it to be what it is, right? And so that's that's kind of a different way that he's kind of looking at the Tao right there. Now, the part where we're talking about the 12 axioms... <laughs> of therefore those of old saying stuff. Um, so that's like the second part, right? Further along in, in the episode, we'll, we'll kind of break that down a little bit. Suffice to say right now that that's just, we can treat that as just a, a part that talks about sayings or axioms or, you know, statements of truth. Part three is the, the great paradox <laughs> <laughs> the thing that is, it's just counterintuitive, right? Like the Tao is hidden so that nobody really can like put your, put our fingers on it. All we can do is really sense it. Can we, can we say exactly how and why it works? And you know, what's the, what's the, the, the governing mechanism or the principle behind it? I don't really think we're in a place where we can do that. All we can do is learn to move into harmony with the Tao and then to, you know, as an expression of the Tao, use it for our own purposes, use it for other people, that kind of stuff. So to wrap it up, let's remember that verse 41 has three parts to it. Part one talks about everyone belonging to the Tao. Part two talks about these 12 truth statements that point at characteristics of the Tao and others. And then part three talks about the uh, greatest paradox of all which is that it's there, but it's not there. Okay, let's put that back together. I'll read verse 41 again. When those of the highest order of learning hear the way declared, they follow it with zeal. When those of the second order of learning have heard the way declared, they now follow it, now lose it. When those of the lowest order of learning have heard the way declared, they laugh at it. If they did not laugh at it, it would not deserve to be called the way. Therefore, those of old said, Those who have the understanding of the way seem hidden in darkness. 
Those who have gone far along the way seem backward. Those who have ascended the way seem of low estate. The person of high virtue is like the valley. The person of perfect purity is as though despised. The person of infinite worth seems full of weakness. The person of true virtue appears inert. The person who is simple and true seems low and degraded. It is a square so great that its corners cannot be seen. It is a vessel so great that it seems uncompleted. It is a voice so great that its sound is imperceptible. It is an image so great that its shape is not perceived. The way is hidden so that none can name it. It lends its aid and leads all beings to perfection. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering laughing at the Tao. There are three of them. Number one, it's all Tao. Number two, paradoxes of the Tao. And number three, the greatest paradox. It's all Tao. When I read this verse for the first time a year ago, I immediately started asking, Am I the scholar or the first order of learning? Am I the second middle one? Am I the third or lowest? I said to myself, no, I can't be the first one yet because I've only just started. And I'm not the lowest one either because I actually like the lessons. I'm not laughing at anything. So I must be the one in the middle, the second order of learning, hearing the lessons and half getting it and half not getting it. Automatically, I characterize myself. A year later, I think I'll refrain from doing that. <laughs> I have, in fact, been all three of these types of learners. I'm all three of them right now. There are times when I'm focused so much on a verse that nothing else exists. These are especially delicious moments, right after meditation or when waking up and wondering what a verse means. You know what I mean. When in contemplation, and it doesn't have to be contemplating anything heavy in particular, but in those moments when inside my head there's empty space and calm, I review the thing in my mind, waiting for it to tell me something I don't think I know about it. And like clay, my perception of the thing slowly changes as my thoughts apply a little pressure here, a little stroke there, a little divot there. Yeah. I'm being all in in that moment, and it's pretty cool. Then, there are times when I've got a verse running in the back of my mind. Like, I know I want to contemplate it. I say, I need to spend some time with this, but I don't do it. <laughs> I've got other competing thoughts, so it seems too hard to focus on in the moment. I'm thinking about work stuff, relationship stuff, you know, like human things. And so I picture myself not quite all in, but not all out either. These are times where I can keep the Tao running in the background, and different from contemplation, I can observe a verse's concept in every motion I make. Like the last verse, that ebb and flow idea, for example. I remember being unhappy with a seemingly forced state of rest, but then the verse's words floated through my mind, and I decided to give it a try and embrace the ebb. And wonderful cool things happened. I realized that I had been ignoring half of my lessons. My world expanded in that moment. <laughs> I 
There are times, also, when I look at current events, or when my wife says something with which I disagree, or there are however many other things that I find distasteful and I catch myself judging them as, quote, good or, quote, bad. In those moments, I'm laughing at the Tao, finding it to be a ridiculously impossible conundrum. I am human. Despite my attempts to refrain from judgment of others, I nevertheless, in fact, judge them. (laughs) I make fun of them in my mind, and I think how dull they must be. I tell myself I'm glad I'm not them. Whoa. (laughs) So it seems to me that we're all three of these people simultaneously. I think in Lao Tzu's time, he was probably referring primarily to a cross-section of society. But if I know anything about this stuff, it's that it always applies to multiple levels of thought. Society level, group or family level, and individual level. So my next inclination would be to say, Oh, I want to be the adept scholar and take all of this and study it. Take it seriously and go all in. Only I can't, can I? I mean, I can practice, I can set my intention and all that, but there will likely never be a time when I am only that ideal. And who cares? Altsu says it's all the Tao anyways. So I feel the best that I can do is turn my attention to the Tao as best I can. I can internalize when I can, do my best to keep it top of mind, and be gentle with myself when I find I'm saying, This isn't Tao. That's not Tao. That person isn't very Tao right now. I can always find myself in the middle of the infinite Tao. Paradoxes of the Tao. True to form, the next 12 lines are all counterintuitive statements. (laughs) Interestingly enough, they seem to predate the Tao Te Ching. Lao Tzu alludes to these as sayings from the ancients. Now, I did some light digging and only found some vague background in the Charles Johnston and Red Pine commentaries. Of course, we can always go hunting and find out more, but I'm content to leave them as they are right now. Just ancient sayings that predate the Tao Te Ching, which are included in the Tao Te Ching. I like the way they feel in this context. Kind of timeless. And like, older than old. So I also looked closer at the 12 statements, examining the axioms for patterns, and I found one. They kind of fall into three categories. And the first three talk about the person who is in harmony with the Tao. The next five lines talk about characteristics of those in harmony, you know, like signposts, I suppose. And the last four of the 12 statements describe the infinite Tao. So let's look at them separately then put them back together. All right, from the first three lines, those who have the understanding of the way seem hidden in darkness, those who have gone far along the way seem backward, and those who have ascended the way seem of low estate. Have you ever met a person of the Tao before? I'll bet you have, and perhaps they and you didn't even know it. (laughs) In a conversation with a friend a while back, I told him that my views had been changing, and he said, yeah, man, I've been watching The Drift. Now, I had all been about business and organization before that, and was beginning to move toward love and compassion instead. 
And from him saying that, I took it as a sign that things were getting different. <laughs> okay, the next five lines. The person of high virtue is like the valley. The person of perfect purity is as though despised. The person of infinite worth seems full of weakness. The person of true virtue appears inert. The person who is simple and true seems low and degraded. Back in verse 20, we talked about sidestepping the hype. We looked at this very thing, and the message was that, compared with others, I seem dull, boring, tarnished, etc. In verse 35, we said that the Tao needs a little salt because the words seem bland when we talked about attracting with no thing. <laughs> and I feel like the sentiment was the same as it is here. The way is hidden and plain sight and easy to overlook, but it's there. And so the last four. It is a square so great that its corners cannot be seen, a vessel so great that it seems uncompleted, a voice so great that its sound is imperceptible, and an image so great that its shape is not perceived. So yeah, we're talking about the infinite Tao here. The greatest square has no corners means that we can be looking at it knowing it's a square, but it can be so big that we never get to the edges, let alone the corners. Okay, so putting these three perspectives together, here's what I got in, in terms of summarizing those 12 lines. Number one was, this is the way. Number two, where these are signposts along the way to make sure that, you know, you know where you're going. And then number three, knowing that the the way is infinite, the Tao is infinite. So let's consider these summaries together now. I kind of feel like this is another, albeit compact way to describe the infinity within, with all 12 of these sayings. As seemingly finite creatures... We have only our five senses to tell us about the physical world around us. And in our journey so far without Sue, we have come to see that the physical senses are kind of just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what kinds of connectedness they yield. Conversely, we've also been experiencing so much more that is hidden from our senses. But how? Have we touched, tasted, smelled, seen, or heard any of it? No, we've used our senses as tools to observe a much, much greater thing at work, the Tao. So wait, there's a new level here. Maybe we can call it the five senses meta, just for discussion's sake. If we have felt okay with detaching from the identity we create with our senses and see those senses as tools to help us gather evidence of the Tao working, then we have somehow transcended those senses and moved simultaneously inside and outside ourselves into an infinite realm of possibilities and new experiences. <laughs> Whoa. No wonder why on the outside, a person of the Tao seems overly simple. No wonder why a person of the Tao allows herself to be seemingly imperfect on the outside. She has traveled beyond her senses and by keeping things uncomplicated here, She's free to explore infinity in there. So if I look at this and sell my stuff or wear rags, am I following the way? Well, I'm the only one who knows. My thought is that if I do that for the sake of doing it, then no. I'm just trying to make it look that way. But 
If I simplify in order to connect with that which is far greater than I, perhaps the indicator is I adopt simpler ways. The greatest paradox ever. In the 1988 movie Big, Tom Hanks plays a boy that wishes he was bigger so he can get more respect. In an absent-minded moment, he finds an old fortune-telling machine, slips in a quarter, and makes a wish to be a grown-up. The machine is silent, relatively nondescript, and seems to just be sitting there. But after some sounds and some mystery, it grants Tom's character's wish and all sorts of interesting things happen. The movie ends with the character's realization that there is a time for everything and that is always unfolding with appropriate timing. But the machine is what I thought about with this last section. Lao Tzu says, the way is hidden so that none can name it. It lends its aid and leads all beings to perfection. Just like that one of many nondescript machines, the Tao is humbly in the background. It has immense power, and yet it is hidden in plain sight. If we go a little further, we realize we can experience the Tao, but the moment we try to name it or observe it even, or even talk about it, the Tao vanishes and is no longer there. Now, as a side note, this is interestingly starting to sound an awful lot like quantum mechanics if you know anything about it but that point aside the idea is that this immense power isn't even power at all like in an ocean wave we can see it experience it and we can harness its energy but when we try to possess a wave what do we get just water And if we're okay with this idea of fractals like we've talked about before, we can realize for a moment that a wave of water emulates that which we cannot touch, see, taste, feel, or hear. But we can definitely sense and experience. Indeed, the Tao is nameless, and yet it is everywhere. So that's a great place to wrap up. To summarize my experience with this verse today, and considering laughing at the Tao, I thought about three things. Number one is, it's all Tao. Number two, we thought about paradoxes of the Tao. And number three, we thought about the greatest paradox ever. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of laughing at the Tao in this verse today. There are three things we can do. One, consider finding scholars. Two, consider finding casual scholars. And three, consider listening to the ones who laugh at the Tao. Let's begin by considering for a moment. Who are the scholars? or the ones of the highest order of learning in our lives, the ones to whom we always listen. I invite you to take a quick scan through your family at home, perhaps your extended family. Is there anyone you look up to there? And how about in your outside life, your professional life? Are there folks you listen to on social or traditional media? Folks you like to hear and look up to? And what about friends? 
Is there anyone you love talking to because they just seem to get it or get you? Now, let's consider people in whom we have casual interest as the ones of the second order of learning. They may say something that resonates with us from time to time. Again, scan through your family, scan through your professional life and your social life. I'd like you to pick a person and just hold them in your mind for a moment. Can you see this person on their own path? Can you see that when they tell you things that make you think that they are merely passing on their insights or learnings for you? Can you see that in those moments they reveal their place on the way? They don't have to be students of the Tao, nor do they have to be religious, not even spiritual. Can you see the Tao in them, nevertheless, on those occasions? Finally, let's think about the people in our lives that seem dull or of the lowest order of learning. The ones that seem boring. The ones from whom we think we can learn nothing. Maybe they talk all the time. Maybe their views of the world are simple, outdated, or irrelevant. Maybe they seem unambitious. When you hear them speak, sometimes you catch yourself mentally turning off your attention to them. There are a few folks in my life that seem anti-intellectual. Sometimes, when I do want to talk with them and discuss something I've been thinking about, I'll bring it up. And sometimes, they're down to talk. At some point in the conversation, and this almost always happens... I want to explore a nuance and they won't have it. They'll tell me that it's not that complicated. Maybe that I'm overthinking things. And you know what? Before, I used to become frustrated. But now, I take that as a sign from the Tao that there's something to be learned in this other person's simplicity. So how about you? Are there people in your family, at work, or socially that just seem too simple? The next time you talk with them, would you be willing to pause and observe them for a moment without passing judgment or without tuning out? Could you pay attention? Could you see that these people are also expressions of the Tao and perhaps they are our greatest teachers because they help us to sharpen our awareness of the Tao even more? Difficult though it is for me, I usually find that these folks disturb me primarily because there is some part of my prideful ego that is standing in the way of a better connection with the Tao. <laughs> I am thankful for them. They show me my ego's hiding places. I catch myself from time to time not listening to people when they're talking. Sometimes it's because I'm tired, but there are other times that I don't listen because I think that person doesn't have anything useful for me to hear. I found that someone always has something to say from which I can benefit, if I but listen. I don't have to approve of what they're saying. I don't even have to like what they're saying. 
But if I can search for the Tao within them, I can always get something worthwhile. And that'll wrap it up today. To consider the principle of laughing at the Tao, there are three things I can do. One, I can consider finding scholars. Two, I can consider finding casual scholars. And three, I can consider listening to the ones who laugh at the Tao. To close out this episode, I will leave you with a final reading of verse 41 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Charles Johnston. When those of the highest order of learning hear the way declared, they follow it with zeal. When those of the second order of learning have heard the way declared, they now follow it, now lose it. When those of the lowest order of learning have heard the way declared, they laugh at it. If they did not laugh at it, it would not deserve to be called the way. Therefore, those of old said, Those who have the understanding of the way seem hidden in darkness. Those who have gone far along the way seem backward. Those who have ascended the way seem of low estate. The person of high virtue is like the valley. The person of perfect purity is as though despised. The person of infinite worth seems full of weakness. The person of true virtue appears inert. The person who is simple and true seems low and degraded. It is a square so great that its corners cannot be seen. It is a vessel so great that it seems uncompleted. It is a voice so great that its sound is imperceptible. It is an image so great that its shape is not perceived. The way is hidden so that none can name it. It lends its aid and leads all beings to perfection. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.